0: Diversity, bring it. The struggle,
1: we welcome it. Snooze on life? Never that. We are Dave Regina and Mike Perelli. And this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. Welcome back, No Snooze Podcast, episode 141. I'm in the booth, as always, with the big three. Michael, the show Pirelli, Claudio, the voice, Valenzuela, and I am Dave. Oh, wow, oh, we got a camera. I am Dave, the body, Regina. If you're on YouTube. First off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're not CV on YouTube, you better tell us go. CV didn't any
0: of this stuff. He slowly walked us down here. We got brand new mics. Very nice. <laughs> yes. We got CV, a camera on CV. The voice <laughs> yeah. is now the face. That's right. We gotta get a new nickname.
1: Listen, and you guys thought this whole time that Orgain wasn't making money, and now we got new, <laughs> is that where the money's And now from? <laughs> we got new microphones and new and new camera work. Listen, this is if incredible.
0: Orgain's paying. I love Orgain. Right? You know what I'm saying? I put it in my hair in the morning if I, I have a I bet you can't day. guess the protein
1: that we'll drink in a little bit. But before we do that, um, today's topic we're gonna kind of be uh, we're gonna. Do a, uh, we're gonna flow uh, yeah we're just gonna flow I, as you can see I don't have my iPad today uh, which is a first what right yeah I'm gonna have do an some iPad. financial talk uh, just some things that we've been going through but I think the conversation will flow nice um, another rough week man another rough week I know you hate it when I bring the somber news is that right somber yeah right Somber is I gotta direct. check my verbiage now with with you you two. Um, but I lost my my aunt Rita and we uh, laid her to rest on uh, on Friday. I feel like How this old? year, um, she's in her seventies. Oh, okay, but I do feel bad because my cousin Anthony, he's you know he's he's only son, and my uncle Tony, his father, is also not doing well. So it's just a tough thing to watch. And you know, although she was sick for a while, it's just a it's it's just a it's a sad thing. You know, like you you come up with your family, obviously, but as we get older, it's like you just don't realize the time that you should have. I should have spent even more time, you know, and I just have the best memories of going to their house Christmas before Uncle Joe and Aunt Linda's house. Um, Sidebar, that's Uncle Joe's sister, just to give you the context. I need a family tree. Right, family tree. It's very difficult. Um, You know, the the pool in the back. I mean, we did some Easter egg hunts there. Just those memories
0: as as a child were great. So rest in peace to my Aunt Rita. Shout out Aunt Um, Rita. And anyone, again, we say it a lot on the podcast, but if you're going through your own struggles, you're having a rough time, our hearts go out to your prayers. And then on top of it, like we talk about, I, I just know our family's going through some stuff. There's people I know who are going through stuff, and I just keep trying to give people the benefit of the doubt mm. when I get angry or irritated with things, yeah. And say to myself like, maybe they're going through something. Right. Like something's going on probably. So it's uh like you said, growing up is very humbling, it and is. you realize you're not invincible, and there is a clock on all of us. Mm. So don't waste it. Mm. Um. Well. Funny story about Dave. About he, Dave. the reason I'm having a trouble having trouble with his family tree is we used to go places, he used to introduce everyone as his cousin. <laughs> that was his thing. Cause. And then everyone's his uncle, everyone's his aunt. <laughs> so when he says stuff to me, I'm like, are they really a yes, cousin or aunt? Yeah. Because no, and of them. And how many blood. times did he introduce me as your cousin? I mean, I, listen, cuz everybody how many knows, cousins do you have lots. Honestly, I don't have that many, but I have a
1: whole lot. Yeah, <laughs> I a whole lot. Um, yeah, but everybody, I think people still refer to you as my cousin and Frankie too.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, me and Frank and, uh, a couple other friends for that have been places enough where we're kind of fixtures and people (laughs) like, Oh, I know him, you know, you know, (laughs) when I used to go visit Phil and union, people thought I went to school there. Me and Rob. Mm -hmm. Yep.
1: I was like, you and I, we have. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised I didn't get my degree yet from Bentley University. Uh, exa- they, they yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. That's a perfect
0: example. We spent weeks in Bentley. You know
1: Jay Westroll made the Hall of Fame. I saw that. Did you? J- Listen, all I know is that I got. I mean, I wanted to. Are you I, in King Mo Haywood Hall I, of Fame? Yes, I am. You are? No, they have a Hall of Fame? No, oh. I'm just on the wall. Do they?
0: I'm on the wall. We should petition for a that. Wall
1: of Fame, maybe. You are the whole wall. You're the only person on the wall. But yeah, listen, Jay Westrow, man, I don't know if you guys have heard the story on the podcast. Uh, you know? Here we go. Uh, number one player of the year, Division Two at Bentley University, just got inducted into the um, Bentley. Bentley Hall of Fame. Congratulations, of brother. But just remember who busted that ass and horse <laughs> uh, at Frank's wedding. What a great time. Speaking of Frank's wedding, this thing still fits like a glove. Yeah, I'm very surprised. Really?
0: Were you this size at Frank's wedding? I don't remember. I'm neither. I good wedding. Could, I think. Yeah, good wedding. <laughs> I was very nervous for my best man speech. Yes. Because it was like kind of the first time I was uh, being exposed. I was kind of coming out to all of uh, yeah, Alyssa's so first family. first time Mike was coming out to Alyssa's yeah, yeah. family. Absolutely. But Alyssa, I remember being the last person that everyone met. And I think that is strategically. Mm. They were like, he's kind of a strong personality, especially at that age. Yes. Yeah, there was no, no Dana to like, you know, keep me grounded. No, there was. But not in the beginning yep. of the, the relationship. And uh, I just remember being like, "Wow, there's a lot of people." That wasn't that big Mike though, right? No, uh, that was,
1: that was... was
0: it medium, mediocre Mike. Maybe I was in the middle. <laughs> I wasn't huge. I wasn't thin. I don't remember. A lot no, of different sizes. Yeah, a lot of a lot of different
1: mics. Uh, that was kind of like my hairstyles growing up. Exactly. I did. I did so Your many. hairstyle
0: was like my weight, and yeah. it still is. <laughs>
1: yes, I'm still yeah. trying to get control of it. We're, we're fluctuating between ten and forty-five percent body fat. Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> how's, but, the, how's
0: the gym going? Uh, how's the room? <sighs> i had a nice couple of days a good run the other week and overall um i feel like i'm back in the groove i got a little cocky and uh the kids had a couple rough nights in a row and then i got basically sent back down to earth but i'm (laughs) definitely doing my no ropes definitely bopping around with the kids um yeah staying active uh getting getting handy so being moving cinder blocks expends a couple cows yeah i see you you you. i see
1: you speaking of no ropes I thought of you, so my, my father plays uh, basketball on Thursdays with his men, Six. you know, with his guys from back in the day, and they get good runs, and he's like, Dave, you know, I need a little warm-up, and there's a big misconception because when you're first, when, you're, when your body's cold, you're actually not supposed to do a static stretch, right? And a static stretch is just as simple as, you know, standing there and like- Which is typical. Yeah, that's a typical stretch. Yeah. You're bending down, touching your toes, but you're static, meaning you're not moving. Static stretching is best after a workout. Mm-hmm. after your muscles are already warmed. So the best thing to do is what's called the dynamic workout, right? So he said, well, what the hell is that? Like, What, what is dynamic? And I'm like, well, dynamic just means movement. So mm-hmm. like jumping jacks. I said, jump rope. He's like, jump rope? He's like, I'd love to jump rope, but I really can't do it. I said, well, act like you do jump rope and do no rope. He's like, Dave, that's stupid. Why would I do that? And I said, Mike does it all the time. He was like, ah, I can't. I look foolish. And I'm like, no, you could be
0: like Mikey in the garage just doing no ropes. Listen, the good thing is you never mess up. Right? The The rope never hits your ankles. You can go as fast as 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 you want. I'm surprised more. I think I'm just ahead of my time. Mm -hmm. I think in five, ten years, people will be like, this is the new wave. (laughs) No rope is the way. Yeah, man. My calves are booming lately. Uh, I got a peek at mine the other day. They look good. You know, I was putting a sock on. You know, when you're at a certain angle. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The microphone. The 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 mic almost knocked me out. (laughs) I got a great chin. Um, I got a little peek. It was looking good. It's not a Dave calf. Yeah, Dave Caff, you can live on a desert island for a month. Mine you're making <laughs> it maybe four days. Wow. Maybe four fortnights. Um what was I gonna
1: say? Dang, I had something. Oh, what'd you think of my abs? They look good. Peek, a lot of you hair. You know what?
0: You're you're like everything about you is big. Like your <laughs> your abs are big. right cv did you catch first off let me just say everything about you every time i look down on my phone like i'm i'm in the i'm in the groove right of a day you know when you're sending a couple emails making a couple calls starting to get into a flow (laughs) and then all of a sudden a picture of you (laughs) pops up on my phone of your naked body abs and i'm like is it typical for people to send out ab pics to their friends but that's what we do
1: (laughs) that's what we do yeah but the first pic that I you you and frank was um uh, well, that, was, that was after a workout After I was in the sauna For a long time And then I went home But I didn't shower You looked very red Hot Yeah you looked very really red <laughs> I was like where did he go Where did he go um, Oh that could have been When I burned my butt On the uh, tanning bed I don't know But uh, the first picture That I sent was uh, Of Frankie and I Back in the Amazing. day Amazing I mean You guys were twins we, too yeah, but We were little
0: Real little. We but you little. felt big. I, I, was, was I thought I was huge. Remember right the no. one where Frank's flexing yeah. his tricep? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, we all have embarrassing photos of us as younger folks. I've, I've done some embarrassing photos. But in your head at that time we felt enormous absolutely i still feel enormous even though i'm not
1: I, I do too and i mean my head's always been big but i actually ironically have a very small head yeah you have a
0: small head right? your head's my, not big I feel well, like... the circumference of the top of it's small, right but i right. think you got a big jaw like you're i think <laughs> so I, I saw this thing that people with beards that grow in thick come from descendants of warriors because it, it was it was grown so that you can uh, absorb contact if someone punched you which clearly who was a lover back in his day? Yes, you, this guy. You, you. And you're the uh, warrior. Well,
1: I could tell you this. So, th- did you see what CD? Um, lover your boy Ahorns posted? A-Horms, Horms. <laughs> that's the new nickname. First um, off, not
0: my boy. He looks more like you than me. Yeah. What? I mean, the, the the strip is hilarious. He doesn't care. I know. If you were worth, how much is he worth? Did <laughs> uh, a say? Couple hundred. Whatever. Say he's a billionaire. Yeah. Think about the stuff you'd be wearing. Right. You might right. be walking around with a loincloth. Probably no clothes. Yeah. Um, we're lucky you're not. But a oh,
1: speaking of great interview, Ed Milet and um <laughs> and uh hormosi they linked up can you say his name right a horms hermosi <laughs> hermosi we'll get him H-E-R, on the
0: h-e-r it's women whatever appreciation it's h-o-r
1: mind. so you're calling him a woman i it's think women's it's a woman's appreciation isn't it h-e-r what does alex have to do no with the her words?
0: in it isn't oh. it h-e-r i think you might be right actually it's i might H-O-R. have been wrong this whole time
1: <laughs> there you go the big realization happened on air you saw it first so ed Smiths and uh, uh yeah. alex so ed and ed and alex linked up um great great interview um and then also andy frisella oh no 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 ed and alex did one a while ago andy frisella linked up with alex hermosi and they had a great interview so if you check it out it's um on the real af podcast uh andy frisella Mm. but awesome awesome stuff um dang there was another thing that i just wanted to tell you i gotta start interrupting you more yeah on the beard talk oh beard talk that's what it was that's what it was. Okay. So you talk about contact. I don't know if you're on YouTube and you can see this. This actually is not a chin here. I have grown a beard that extends way past my chin. You're
0: catfishing people.
1: Yes, 100%. So I posted that thing that Alex posted, Amazing. and it was something that basically said, if you're ugly, just <laughs> grow a beard because it leaves uh, it leaves half your face to other people's imaginations. Which is true because if you look from the side, it's it looks mysterious. like I have like, yeah, a large chin. But if I were to cut this thing off, I
0: mean, my chin ends like right here. Uh, so I used to sign my, my cards to Dana Thunder Lips because that used to be my nickname. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yep. Self-proclaimed. Those were butter days. We won't talk about those. The butter, butter days. The butter days. Good days. <laughs> uh, and I have to say, when you shave your beard not to gash you up, you got some big old lips. <laughs> yeah. so i think they hide under here you're doing us a favor mm-hmm. keeping them a little covered keeping, yes else they would be distracting yes. i remember he did that for one episode and i'm like those are distracting
1: <laughs> yeah uh the beard the the beard that jordan one the beard definitely um I, I don't know it gives it a different different illusion but i've grown this thing in now but no wonder why they say wow he could really take a punch to dudes that have beard because you're not hitting you're anything. absorbing you're hitting bit. hair well it's they still the best hit hack
0: you. I mean, dude, they don't miss hair. Hit your hair. They, they it takes the impact. But
1: think about it: if you were to hit this, you're missing everything and just hitting hair. But not.
0: But then that's just a miss punch. You're not absorbing any contact. <laughs> but I, I could sell it's a it. Different. Concept. I could sell it and be like, you know, oh, like you actually got. Yeah, it, like I like got for hit. movies. Are you gonna be in movies? Right? Should I? I got a we're finally. Fire today. <laughs> we're fired up. Finally, I got a um a mirror in my shower to shave. Well, I'm <laughs> oh amazing. In your shower. So like, I get super irritated. And I shave probably every two to three days. And I a lot of times I'm doing it to be consistent with the videos because mm. I put out the videos and they're supposed to be like evergreen and just for continuity. And I got a shower. Um, It was like 15 bucks on Amazon. Best thing I ever got. Mm. Amazing. Fogless? Fogless. Oh. But the key is it fogs up. You just got to like put water on it and then it stops fogging, which is fo- weird. Oh, so but it is fogless? It's or fogless, but, but you got to add up.
1: water first. It's weird. Gotcha. Now, do you look at yourself while you're taking a shower? Yeah, while well, I'm shaving?
0: Oh, while it's you're small. shaving. It's not gotcha. like a, a friggin' full-length. I'm thinking like, of that. I'm thinking of that. David, I'm like, wait You, no. you never showered. You'd I be flexing sh- the whole time. My back would just get clean because I would just literally
1: be flexing into the
0: mirror. So there's a uh, – Livy loves uh, Beauty and the Beast, and she keeps saying, like, Gaston, the Gaston. The beast. Well, yeah. She wants to be the Beast, so she doesn't okay. want to be Belle. She wants to be the Beast, and she starts naming who everyone's going to be, and there's Gaston. You've probably never who seen the that? movie because you, you haven't grown up. Gaston? Um, Gaston is the bad guy. Gaston. But he's very self. You your nickname might be Gaston. Gaston. Very self. Like every time he passes, Mary him, looks himself and like flexes what does and he whatnot. Look like? Let me see. Yeah, look him up. Let me see him. And uh, she keeps saying, "Uncle Shush." Uncle Chris is gonna be Uncle Gaston because he always walks by mirrors and does the chin. Gaston. Oh
1: my God, Uncle Chris, Gaston. Oh, big big dude. Big dude. Big dude.
0: No hair though on his face. Yep. Um, uh, we always up. like a little diet talk. Yep. Talk I stumbled on so. I've been sticking with the chicken thighs, uh, ground beef. Well, let me guess, pork pork, pork shoulder. shoulder. <laughs> yeah, the, the basics, right? <laughs> Tell us, Mike. We I can't afford steak because I'm trying to keep my cash flow <laughs> Um And I stumbled on some because I usually have potatoes with it, right? And someone said, if you boil potatoes and use ground chicken, you can basically make like chicken nuggets. And it would be like an easy way to get, hit my macros and kind of like be simple, right? If you can make kind of these pre-made chicken nuggets when Livy's having her chicken nuggets... I love chicken nuggets. Do you like chicken nuggets? I love nuggies. Incredible. And if you can keep them within the macros and you're like, oh, I need something quick, and you just throw them in the air fryer, bang, 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 on the run. Mm-hmm. You'll be snacking on the way to an uh, appointment. You know, So you, are you counting your your Mackies? Yeah. You do? Yeah. yeah I, I still measure my- uh, I don't count anything.
1: I just make sure. Uh, the only thing- I, Well, that's not true. The only thing I do count is 200 uh, 200 to 250 grams of protein, depending on on the day.
0: Yeah. I, mean, I that's just, all I count. I just count stick to else. AC's diet, and I'm a little more liberal- uh, so what I what I sticks to sticks to the diet. No, no, I stick to the diet, and then I'm a little more liberal on the weekends. And as we get into the spring, I'm just going to tighten up as I go, which has worked. When I'm D- gradual and not extreme, I'm able to apply things a lot easier. Uh, put the camera over here.
1: Have you heard about uh, that? Dane, Dane, CV, and I would like to taste these oh. uh, new cookies that you. I was going to say. All right, talk I mean, about timing. Yeah, really. I'm like, oh,
0: I'm tightening up, and she's like, you know what? I'm going to start making cookies, <laughs> and they're going to be effing delicious. There's a little almond in him. So it tastes like a, a mix between like an Italian cookie and like a sugar cookie.
1: Wow! Listen, Dane, if you don't send cookies over here, I'm gonna tell everybody a story about how you got hit by a car back in the day. You know, I what? don't want to do it though. Right? You know what? <laughs> I'm gonna make her practice, so I'm gonna make some. Make her make some no snooze ones. <laughs> Yo. Side note on that. So Dana, when she told me, well, we were living together at the time when she got hit by yeah. the car, right? <laughs> but, she, but she literally, I still remember it to this day. Because she's like, the car was going so slow, yeah. but she had her headphones in, but she said she
0: rolled up the windshield. Yeah. See, the- it's <laughs> see, you had the same reaction that I did. Oh she God. told me we were in the city on the way to like a, a fundraiser for a previous company, and she told me a story. I couldn't stop laughing. I know. I don't that, know why. Could you just picture Dana the <laughs> yeah. rolling up a windshield she was like, and felt then like rolling kill. back down. She's like, I felt like roadkill. I was laying there, and then Billy showed up, oh and I was God. just laying on the ground, and everyone was staring at me. It's oh, kind of sad. It
1: is sad. It is sad. I know, but it's, sorry. It's a little... I couldn't stop laughing. I thought she was lying. Oh, but I mean, yeah, her leg was messed up, though. It was pretty messed up. That was messed up. Um, oh, On that note, <laughs> On Jesus that note, Christ, it's should, dark. Should we, uh, should we let them know where we get the protein at? Are you ready for that? I don't, I don't drink protein anymore. Hey, All listen, whole foods. C- C- CV, let them know where Dave. we get the protein at. <laughs> whole foods. <laughs> we wanted to take a quick second to let you guys know that we partnered with our good friends over at Orgain.com. We're happy to offer our listeners 30% off by entering the code NOSnooze30. Again, that's NOSnooze30 for 30% off your first order. If you're on the market for a new protein powder, nutritional shake, protein bar, or Mike's favorite, collagen peptides, Orgain is your one-stop shop. As all of you know, my Crohn's disease is currently in remission, and the only protein I use is from Orgain. My personal favorites are the chocolate peanut butter, and the vanilla bean. With the code, you can try a two-pound tub for under $20. Talk about not snoozing. Go get yours today. Now, back to the epi. All right, so, like we said before, uh, we're gonna do a little financial talk, so. Not financial advice, though. Yes, definitely not financial Look advice. Look right at that is, camera, Dave. Here we go. This is information. Not education. You like that one, Mike? Uh, no, you need to say this is not financial advice so we don't get sued. This, say it again. Okay. This is not financial <laughs> advice. This is information, there you not go. education. Brought to you by the Nose News Podcast, produced by Kai e. Visions. Not financial
0: advice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes. Uh, Mike, tell me what you're thinking about, man. So this this is what I'm thinking about, right? There's the much in life, there's decisions that are perfect decisions, but maybe not necessarily the right one, right? So there's decisions that financially Make the most sense financially, mathematically, but there's no other factors of like stress, um, you know, opportunity cost. The life is simple, but it's not right. So my big, uh, my big example of this, the big example, is financing your own home. And there's a lot of people from the school of thought of you'll never pay it off because if you pay off your house all of your equity is trapped and you are um you know basically sharing a lot of the risk of the real estate market mm-hmm. if you have say your house is worth $500,000 and the market tanks that affects you 100% on that right, right. say it, so it goes from 500 to 300 effectively you lost 200 yes versus if you only have 10% and the market corrects the bank is sharing in some of the downside correct right mm-hmm. that's so in a perfect situation, perfect math, you would always finance your home. What I've been thinking about lately now having kids and having more risk and the mental strain is that I'm starting to sway on the side of I'd much rather pay off, even if it's not the perfect financial move, pay off my current home so that my, my uh, liability, my biggest liability, my biggest life expense is off the table. Mm -hmm. Right. You still have to pay taxes. You still have to pay upkeep. But the mental uh, the the freeing of the bandwidth and the mental stress of just trying to make a cover mortgage, which people would argue it's good to have, which I I think it is. Mm -hmm. But for me, I'm really toying with the fact of, right, well, what's the sound financial move and what's the sound uh, mental stressful move? And where can I find a balance in the two? Mm-hmm. You know, it's because at the end of the day, what's the goal? Is the goal to have the most money ever or is the goal to live a a, a great life, share a great life with people? I, I go back and forth about it, right? Yeah. I know the goal is not to be um, – I enjoy the game of money. I enjoy trying to earn a lot of it. But there is a point when you have to sit back and ask yourself, as Stevie has mentioned, what what – How much is enough? Or, you know, maybe I'm optimizing for the wrong things. Does that make sense? Yes. That ramble?
1: Yes. No, absolutely. Um, And you said a a word um, just in in liability. I do want to be clear about this, right? Because although, so all three of us own homes, single family homes, right? Yeah. Um, When you own a single family home and you're living in it, it's actually not an asset. It's a liability. Yeah. Right? It can be utilized as an asset. Um, But there's a big difference because technically, if you wanted to have an asset as a single family home, then you would be responsible to rent it out for more than your mortgage is to then put some cash flow in your pocket. Now it's an asset because it's being utilized as positive cash flow, right? But what I kind of want to explain today is something that I'm going through, um, and it's a way of financing to have some additional funds available to you. Mm-hmm. So I've been very open about you know wanting to purchase my next investment. Now, although I don't plan on doing that probably this year, my biggest thing was making sure that I had availability in liquid cash available. right? So I happen to um, I am a firm believer in putting down more money than not if you plan on utilizing what's called the equity in your house. Right, because as soon as you put down that ten or say say three percent, right? Because I've done a three percent financing on the first investment property that I own. Um, your equity at upfront is not as much as if you put down twenty percent, because technically that twenty percent you're almost immediate to get that twenty percent back if you were to take it out. Right? <laughs> Does that that make sense yep. on a base level? So there's different different ways of financing your actual home in terms of taking out. I'm sorry, the, when it comes to finances, there's different options that are available to you. You can do what's called a refinance, right? And when you refinance, that's basically pulling out all of the positive equity in the house
0: to hopefully get a mortgage rate deduction. So also you're paying off a previous loan right, for better terms and then potentially pull money out. Yes. <laughs> so you don't have it's two loans. <laughs> right, correct. Yeah, so like say you have a current loan yep. and the rate's higher you have another loan that pays that off and then you basically can pocket the difference right or just try to minimize your monthly correct but now with a refinance that puts money
1: the actual money into your pocket so you're responsible on paying that back immediately clear say that again when you refinance the home yeah right your mortgage you still have to pay that mortgage yeah, now yeah, with f- with the added money that's now in your pocket yeah because yes. you have to pay that back
0: Yes, but not all at once. No, no, correct. You you when you refinance you actually extend your timeline again or you shorten it. Right. But say they give you 100,000, Yep, and you don't have the ability to just
1: pay back 5,000. Your terms, you still have to pay back yes, the full
0: amount. The mortgage. Correct. And then on top of that a note is that 100k or whatever you pull out is tax free. Correct. So in theory, it's like if you're in a bracket where you pay 35%, you're making whatever, 135, whatever it is. Right, correct. So that's that's one option.
1: Then you also have what's called um, an equ- uh, uh, equity loan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. An equity loan. Now, say my house, I bought it in 2019, which I did, and it appreciated in the amount of 150000 An equity loan is saying, here, Dave Regina, here's that 150000 in positive equity, but now the terms of repayment begin immediately on 150000 of that equity. So it's another, it's a second uh, loan on the property. Correct. It's another lien. Right. So it's technically a second mortgage yeah. to the house. Does this make sense, CB? Am I being clear? And You're tell me good. if I'm not
0: clear. You're doing good. Okay. Now, you got your MC over here that's right. like jumping in with the ad
1: libs? <laughs> right, this is nice. right. Well, now there's option three, which is something that I – I just started researching, probably, I mean, maybe, what, two months now we've been kind of discussing it? And this is called a home equity line of credit, AKA a HELOC. Mm. Right. So a lot of people, we hear that HELOC and you're like, what does
0: that stand for? I, Home uh, equity line of credit. Not to break this up, but I, I think calves like a HELOC <laughs> seems like a good exercise to build
1: up. <laughs> the HELOC in the room. I, I like been doing HELOCs. <laughs> you're like, what? Yeah, what? The HELOC? Um, so what this option does is, in my opinion, the least amount of risk that's involved with pulling equity out. So take that same example, I bought my house for 150. I mean, I'm sorry, I bought my house in 2019, and to date, it's appreciated, say, $150,000 of positive equity. What that HELOC does, they say, here you go, here is up to $150,000 in a line of credit available to you. Now, technically, they're saying, here is a credit card, but with that credit card, you have now an astronomical limit. Right. Because now you have a one hundred and fifty thousand dollar credit card available to you. But this is where the HELOC differs from all the other options, because in the height of the market, if I take out that money and I don't use it, that money just sits in my pocket until I'm ready to pull the plug on a I know you guys don't like that terminology, but pull the plug on a um, on an
0: actual investment. Right now. So when it goes, explain this to people. So yep. it goes into basically like your account. Say you bank with a certain bank. <laughs> it's very, it's very weird. It goes so, in your account and you see it in the account. Yes. Correct. But it doesn't charge you interest yet until it comes out of the
1: account. Right. So yeah. this, and this, this is the difference in it. And they, these are the positive benefits that I believe to be in this HELOC. Again, this is information, not education. You do what you think is best. So now you have this $150,000 available to you and you can also take cash out of this which is absurd. You literally wake up one morning, I swear to God, and you have that money available to you in an account. Now, undisciplined people can really get in a lot of trouble with this because if you spend that money like crazy, because again, it's your money, it's available to you. Now, for 10 years, you're only responsible for 1% interest only, which is a big thing because if I do an investment, I use it properly, and I use $100,000 for an investment, technically, my repayment is only $1,000 a month. If I use $50,000, my repayment is only $500 a month. So is it, so you said for 10 years? For 10 years. So is it accumulating in the background? Right. So, well, over this 10-year period, put it back on me, CB. Over this Uh, 10-year period, (laughs) over this 10-year period, you have the option of not using this. Now, if you don't use this it doesn't matter. It just goes literally back. goes it, it goes back and it stays there. Now if you yeah. only use 5000 and now your balance is 145000 and you pay back that 5000, now your balance again for the remainder of the 10 years goes back up to 150000. Mm-hmm. The good thing about the HELOC is the interest rates are so much different and so much better than credit cards. So for example, I have a JetBlue credit card which I fly everywhere for free which is great, but my interest rate is not good. It's 23 22 23%. Whew. Right, which is astronomical. Yeah. The HELOC is a line of credit, so you can use it as a credit card at a rate of right now the going market is between like eight and thirteen percent, depending on credit and depending how much money you take out. Now is a really good time for people to look into this if you own a single family home, because they are offering certain certain companies and certain banks are offering up to a hundred percent financing. What that means is if your value comes back and you are that $150,000 in equity, they will give you dollar for dollar $150,000. This is almost unheard of because this is how financial crisis happen. Imagine if I'm a banker and I take out this $150,000, the market goes to doo-doo. I have a $400,000 mortgage that I can't pay anymore. I lose my job. And you just gave me the additional $150,000 in credit. So for one person, you're pretty much out. And I go bankrupt. Yes. So I'm in bankruptcy, but you as the bank are now not only out the mortgage, but you're also out of the positive equity of that house. Now you times out by thousands and thousands of people who lose their jobs. This is literally how financial crisis happened. This is why they don't offer hundred percent financing. Typically what you'll see is 80%, 85%, 90%. But depending on your income and your, and your, um, credit history, it's very important. So if you're if you have good credit, you can qualify for more. But there's certain banks right now that are offering 100 percent financing. So
0: the one percent for ten years. At the end of the ten years, does it balloon? Like what's no, the... so it does.
1: It doesn't balloon. So at the end of ten years, if you have a balance, that becomes a personal loan at a um a rate that's set. So I think the rate is fifteen percent. Got it. Got but it. it's but worst case scenario say yes yeah, Say you spend 150,000
0: right away yeah
1: and we're just using ballpark numbers so a lot say- of
0: people will use the HELOCs for renovations yep. you know deposits on properties and then try to pay them off with the income and correct. But you just got to be careful because yes if you can't you got to pay that you got to pay it back and then you have more against the property that you borrowed against correct so, so the the
1: downside though the downside to this is literally discipline because you have this available if you don't use it again there's nothing there's no downside whereas with the refinance you're responsible right away for the full amount with a personal loan you're responsible right away for the full amount this yeah. is a loan for the full amount but you use it as you please yeah
0: a lot right? of people will use it to buy their next property as they're selling the previous one and then once they sell the previous one they pay it off and then or not even sell right like what i plan to do now what i yeah, just yeah, did yeah. is my my
1: house has i mean you know you were the one the agent on the house never seen it <laughs> it has appreciated hundreds of thousands of dollars in 3 years which yes you know you you get lucky on that but i do foresee a decline in the market on housing appraisals for a short period of time before then i think it goes back up so i've been studying this and i believe this to be the height of the market to where now i'm taking out all my equity available in my pocket to utilize on the next investment opportunity, right? So I don't really plan on using this. Here's another good option for the HELOC. Say you have $10,000 in credit card debt. Say you have $20,000 in student loans, right? Your credit card debt is 24% of interest and your student loans are what? What's typical for a student loan? I
0: don't know. I was what? fortunate to
1: have it. It's like 6% or whatever. Okay. That Yeah, well, that's, that's okay. Um, So you take... Did I say 10,000 in student debt? 20,000. So 20,000 in student debt, 10,000 in, in personal debt. So you have 30,000, right? Now, instead of making these different payments to different credit cards, you use that lump sum of cash on the HELOC and you pay off your debt. Consolidate it. You could basically consolidate your debt, but you pay it off. And then so, 1%. So now your credit goes up, obviously, because you cleared your debt and you are only responsible for 10 years on a 1% payback. Now, I wouldn't advise paying only the 1%, but if you're doing that for three years, say, say you're like, listen, I'm going to consolidate all my debt, and what I'm going to do is only pay 1% back. So 1% of $30,000 is $300, right? Mm -hmm. Is that right? So now I only have a $300 payment. I can tell you right now, I make probably $2,500 a month to $3,000 a month in payments just to credit cards because I use it and then I pay it. So imagine what I could do if I just said, I'm going to focus for three years. I'm only going to pay 1% back, right? I'm going to stack the extra cash that I would be making payments on to everything else, but put that in a savings account for when I'm ready to now buy this property, right? Mm. So all it does is it gives you a timeline but with available cash in your pocket to kind of maneuver things. Mm-hmm. For me, my industry that I'm in, my salary is basically a set salary, right? I I have a good salary but I don't make overtime. There's not too many options to make additional money with my career, mm-hmm. right? You are different because you can, you know, fluctuate I don't know, $50,000 a year if you wanted to, right? Just Sometimes depending, a month. Sometimes a month. Right, yeah. depending depending on on the sales um that's not me. So this option literally gives me liquid assets available to utilize for whatever I want. So right now my play is to consolidate all debts, save that
0: extra money and then have the money available for when I find that next investment. So the thing that I want to comment on which I love all of it and I think the more I think and I've said on the podcast before, if people learn more about finances They'd be in such a better position, even if they do nothing with it. Right. Just to kind of know how things work mm-hmm. and then know where the companies that they're getting these loans are incentivized by, what the credit, cards are incenti- the credit cards are incentivized by you keeping a balance. Right. Right. They don't make money if you pay it off. Mm-hmm. They, they transaction costs, a lot of stuff, but they want people that are going to leave a balance. And not be disciplined. Correct. So they their whole incentive is get you to open as many as possible. Correct. Because the chances, if you have 10, you're going to forget about a couple. Mm-hmm. I'm guilty of that. Yep. When I started the new company, I'm like, you know what? Let me get some points. Mm-hmm. I fell to it. I usually am pretty good. I fell to it. I'm like, I'll get a couple extra points, it's free money. But then I realized, like, just even having two credit cards for the company is stressing me out because I like to look at one page, see my my balance, see what I spent the month of, and then see what kind of is coming in that month. Mm-hmm. It's nice and simple. When there's a third or whatever, another screen, a second screen- for me, I found that it's distracting, and I'm like, oh well, I feel like I did good this month, but this other account has the big balance because I had my licensing fees and this and that. Right. So, although people will say have a couple credit cards, it's better this and that. For me personally, I like simple. So I will, in you know, in the next couple months, cancel that additional credit card. Yes, it's not great for credit. People will see it. Whatever, I have decent credit. But I'm just trying to really streamline everything. Because I, I I find, at least personally for me, when I get too complicated, and it's not a crazy complication, but what you're saying, having multiple things that are pulling from you and having to stay on top of it mm-hmm. stacks the deck against you versus right. having one. They're like, all right, I just got to make sure I pay this off. This is my one loan. I have one thing to worry about. It frees you up to think about other things. Right. And um Also, you know, this is where I really do tie
1: in the gym and fitness mindset to something like this. Because, again, if I'm, you know, a shithead and I'm like, oh, I'm going to live lavish and go on vacations and do all this stuff. Of course, you can do that with a HELOC. If you want to have a family vacation and you want to treat yourself, do that. Cool. Do it once, though. Right. Don't go, you know, spending one hundred thousand dollars and things that are not going to return money to you. Um, Take it a step further. Also, what I did is, you know, when it comes to the credit card, I actually opened up another Credit card. Well, think about this: zero interest for eighteen months. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is actually move the debt before I pay it off. Yeah. So for eighteen months, I'm moving a 24% rate to zero. Yeah. Right. Just moving that over. Now I'm zero interest for eighteen months. Then at month eighteen, I take the HELOC. Boom. Yeah. I make the payment, but all that does. Is buy me more time yep. and availability yeah. because I hate interest. I just, I hate it. I did some math the other day on it and I'm great with my credit cards and I have a very good credit score and I'm proud of it because I built it up over time. Um, but I still have, you know, I still have, I, I keep a balance. Um, so this just frees me up and gives me an opportunity to keep more cash available. Who's
0: offering which has been 0% a problem right
1: now? Who's offering there, uh, there's a chase card
0: that I'm okay. looking at, but with like this chase. card though, so I, I mentioned the vacation, right? I just said I'm closing credit cards. I'm like, zero percent sounds kind of well, nice. Well, it's Especially really good for business. And I'll
1: send you, I'll send you the one. So also with this, and I mentioned the vacation because with the incentive of the 0% zero percent comes 75,000 points. Ah. Which is a free, you know, so it's, it's just m- more free vacation. So why wouldn't I take advantage of moving it over to zero? But again, you got to be disciplined. You can't just move it over to zero, then accumulate, accumulate, accumulate debt, and then not pay. Is it, it. a business card or a personal right? personal card? Okay, but you but there is business options as well. But so I'm gonna I'm gonna get the zero percent. I'm gonna get a free vacation, and I'm not even gonna have to use my HELOC for eighteen months. You know what Science. I'm saying? But this Science. is game. This is real this is free game because it's available to each and every one of us. And even if you're like, well, you know what? I don't have a house or you know, I, I can't do this equity thing. Yeah, neither did I. Yeah. I never would have thought and I never learned this concept in school. And I've never even gotten down to like base understanding, whereas now I feel like I can honestly even explain it and it makes sense to people. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, But I was the same exact way. You were the same way. Claudio was the same way. And then we're also told in society, I guess this has been told to me, you know, yeah, you buy your house, you, you're grateful for your house and you know, you make the payments and yeah. But the reality is if you just buy a single family home, and even if you pay it off and you're still responsible, though, every single year for the taxes on that property. So if you just live in that house up until you die and you never utilize the positive equity in it, you're still making payments towards this thing. Like, yeah. what is the point of that? Yeah. Why not utilize
0: utilize it to your benefit? Put that positive equity in your pocket. Have it available to you. Yeah. No, I mean, everything you're saying is right on. The the, At least for me, I'm trying to keep it simple with all the credit cards and stuff because I've not that I've been disciplined but I haven't really it wasn't worth it mm-hmm. for the headache of doing all of it versus just like I come back to like the way I get ahead for me in my profession is just make more money. So it's like yes I can spend a lot of time moving things around but at the end of the day unless I'm in extreme circumstances where the cash flow is like null just focus on um you know picking up some new clients, expanding the business um But I do like it. There's times like this last year where the market's been quiet. The holidays, traditionally, the cash flow basically stops, Mm -hmm. if not very minimal. So a lot of it at the end of the year is me going through my finances and figuring out, all right, where can I cut costs? How can I stay lean so that when the spring comes around and I start making some more money coming in? That I'm prepared, right? So that's kind of why too. I lean more on the investments and want to do more on the investment side right. because that smooths out my risk of the up and down of cash flow, mm-hmm. and it's more um, predictable, right? So I'm I'm trying right. to kind of move into more of a consistent uh, cash flow versus kind of the the spotty ones of like a lot all at once, which it's very tempting to pay a bunch of stuff off, do renovations when you have all the money in the account. But the money goes fast. Right.
1: You know? Right. Um, yeah. And speaking of cash flow, I mean, another option with this, this, Hilo, well, first, let me take it down to base level first. You want to really build your credit up. Right. And the way to do that is to utilize your credit and then make the payments not only on time, but to try to pay as much as possible to keep that balance low. Yeah. I have a, I have a, uh, a friend who after I did the HELOC, they went and did it too. Good credit. Seven hundred and ten. Um, wow! Put them on blast. What the credit? That's not bad though. Seven ten. No, I mean, it's good. You know, I'm it's saying, good. But you're sharing right. credit cards. Yes, credit. But into. so here's the difference between credit, right? And you know who you are. I, again, <laughs> yeah. very proud of this, but I am over an eight hundred now. Here we go. N- n- listen, but it's taking time. The body, the business,
0: and eight hundred credit score. Listen, are you shitting me?
1: But hear me though. Sorry, I used to be. I remember this. You like that? Shout out to Joe Viveros. Right? Oh yeah, I remember Joe. Who financed me my first Honda, and when my credit score came back, and this was in 2013, so it's not that long ago, 10 years ago. Yeah. My credit score was 550, and I chose to not have a cosigner on it because Joe told me, pay the extra money, prove that you can- you know, build your credit. And then after that lease of three years, I went from like a 500 to like a 680, which started giving me some leverage. Right. Yeah. So I don't want this to come off like, oh, yeah, I'm 800 credit. No, I was in a really bad spot just yeah, yeah. just 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, but I did certain things to, to obviously get there. So if you're not in any position, what you want to do is continue to build your credit, because here's why. Even at a 710 credit score. Right. This person For whatever reason, the bank that we were using, they have a 720 as their um, premium financing Mm -hmm. opportunities. Yeah. So this person had pretty much the same available equity as I did and comparable income because they also have some investment properties. The only difference was a 710 credit to the over 720. Mm -hmm. Forget the 800 because I think it really doesn't even matter. Yeah. Right. But from 710 to the over 720 mark, they only got approved for 80 percent of the financing. And their rate was about three and a half percent difference from me. Mm. So I believe it's really important to make sure that your credit is in in line. And honestly, it doesn't take that long to build your credit. You just have to be
0: disciplined with it. Yeah, and ask questions to whoever's doing the the loan with you. Be like, "Hey, right. is there? Yes. if I increase my credit by this, does it make a big difference? Right? Correct. So I, a lot I've talked about in the past, but a lot of times I'm able to kind of figure things out by just asking what I what I really want. So like when we refinanced, I was like, how can I get my loan to be the same? And how much money can I pull out? You, a lot of times you have to figure out how to ask the right questions. Yes. Because they're just going to do what they're most incentivized to do at the time. Right. Right. And you got to think of it that way. You got to mm-hmm. think like, all right, these people are doing my loan. They they want me to take the biggest loan possible. Mm-hmm. Whereas I want to keep my, even though I can, I want to keep my, my payment low. But then pull money out, right? So it's not ideal for them. They're happy to do a loan, but unless I I don't tell them what I want and I'm intentional, they'll do what they want, right? So that's the key thing too, right? Because you can go to someone, hey, I want to do a HELOC. Oh, we can do this and that. But think to yourself, like, what do I want going right. into it? Very important. Right? Which you're good at, especially with like leases and whatnot. You tell the stories. You know exactly what you want, and then you just don't compromise. Yeah. the The other thing I want to mention is another angle to look at. That's a simple one. Um, and do your own research here again, not financial advice <laughs> information. I've been I Dana and I have life insurance, and it's something that I started because, you know, it's cash flows up and down for me personally. um, and it's great to have a big account and money saved, but that's more for extreme circumstances and um and emergencies. So I'm like, all right, how can I kind of have a bank account that generates income, but then I also can use as like down payments? Because for me, the biggest thing is going to be down payments, and for most people on purchasing properties, right? Mm-hmm. That's like the biggest uh, jump. Yep. If you want to get a property, typically you're going to have to put five to twenty percent down. In investment cases, sometimes thirty. So I'm like, all right, is there some way I can kind of keep recycling a down payment? So I started investing in a life insurance policy, policy whole life, which we've talked about, yep. and that kind of is acting as my 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 bank. Like you're using your yep. property as your bank, mm-hmm. I'm kind of using that as my bank. How quickly can you, because I have you know whole like life as well, but how quickly can you so turn like, that over and what's available to you? So it's you have to build it up. Right. So you know, say you're contributing, and these are just whole numbers. I, I'm not doing this, but say you're putting a thousand a month. You can't pull out any money until the next year, but then you can pull every dollar you put in out. Right. Right. So if you put in twelve thousand, then next year you put in twelve, then all of a sudden your cash balance is twelve. Yep. And while you're pulling it out, you're paying interest, which is what five to six percent. Mm-hmm. But you're also gaining, um, um, you're gaining market time. Like it's still growing as if it's still in there. Right. Correct. So you're getting two returns. That's right? the big though that you need people need to understand what the two returns know that
1: it's still growing yeah so it's
0: still growing you pull it out obviously you can't do much with 12 as far as like purchasing properties depending on your market but in my head i'm like all right well maybe after five years yes you know if you have a significant amount you can put up the the idea is to take that lump sum use it as a down payment on a property a cash balance and obviously i have to figure out the details but you take it deposit as soon as you close on the property pay down that immediately with the rents. Yep. If it's cash flowing, you've got to make a cash flow. And then all of a sudden, that money's back in the account and you could reuse it. Right. And hopefully that's cash flow positive and you rinse and repeat. Right. And then at some point, I'm hoping I'll have enough to buy things cash. Right. Correct. And then you can finance after. Boom. So then you're real dangerous because I can go to you like, Dave, I know you got a property. I can close in a week. And then just because I close in a week doesn't mean- it, it, it's very valuable to the seller. Mm-hmm. Whereas to me, it's just coming from my bank account. I'm going to plan on just paying that back with a loan. Right. So then you get real dangerous. Mm-hmm. I'm in a tough market where this strategy would have worked a lot faster mm-hmm. in like, you know, Midwest or something where things are 50K houses. Where I am, the average house is two and a half million. Right. You know, so yep. I'm not buying two and a half million dollar properties, right. but a starter home is in the seven hundred dollars to $900,000 range. And those Some aren't starter home that renovated. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> no, I know.
1: Some starter home that is.
0: So you figure if you got to put down money for investments, you're probably getting 20%. So you've got to build that up to like 140000 Right. I could still use it to go towards the down payment, but it's a long-term game plan, mm. just like you're saying where you mm-hmm. have this HELOC. So there's a bunch of ways to do it. Yes. But I think what we're saying is if you can figure out how to kind of reuse money and kind of recycle it yep. and just keep using the same money and not have to earn new money to create new money, then that gets real fun in the yes. cash flow. You know, it's life's very simple. You gotta spend less than you make, right? However, you make it, whether it's investments, active, passive. And then when you're working out and you're working on your body, you gotta expend more calories than you consume. Mm. You can get as complicated as you want, yep. you can get as fancy as you want, but at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's cash flow in, cash flow out. And you need more in that goes out. Yes. Energy, need more energy that comes in that goes out. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's very, it's very simple. Life. Yes. Um, let's do that same,
1: that same uh, scenario with the heat lock. Right. Because this yeah, is, yeah. I actually just, uh, I had a call with, um, you know, a gentleman that invests in Puerto Rico, which this podcast Rico. is
0: sponsored by he locks U-Nash United. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Um, but so let's give, I, I want to give a real example. So people understand kind of, you know, the, the rinse and repeat. Uh, concept too, and how, like, even this HELOC could take the place of the whole life if you didn't go that route, right? So, oh, yeah, f- say you have a hundred and fifty thousand dollar
0: property in Puerto Rico, which is realistic, right? First off, the more you talk about this Puerto Rico thing, oh, yeah. I hope you invest because I would love to be like, I'm going to take a business trip and write it off, right? To come check out your investments, right? Absolutely, be sick. why not? We could do it, I've never been. Let's go. And my guy that I love, Sharif Medawar. He's big in in Puerto Rico. Big time. Big. Imagine you and him are boys. (sighs) Could be. Again, why am I in real estate? Everyone else is doing (laughs) cooler things. (laughs) All right. So you got
1: $150,000 property, right? To put yourself in a good spot on an investment, put down 30%, right? Yeah. If if that works. But if you have this HELOC available to you, 30% is a good number to put down. So that'd be $45,000 on a down payment, right? The market that I know factually... Airbnb, I can rent this house out for $250 a night, and on average in that area, owners typically rent it out for 22 nights out of the month, mm-hmm. okay? So on that $45,000, before we get to that math, on that $45,000 30% purchase that we made, right, I'm only responsible on the HELOC for what? For $450, okay? Now I have 20 two nights that would be rented out at $250 a month for a total of $5,500, okay? Now, take that $5,500 minus my $450 payment, you're at $5,000, $5,050. Now, also, the rest of your payment on your actual mortgage of $100,000 that's remaining. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of money, maybe $1,000. So, on a $150,000 property, you have the ability to make... $4,000 $4,000 off of only taking an investment from a HELOC and paying it back 1% to potentially return $4,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Times that by 12, $48,000, right? Now, again, for 10 years, I have the ability to only make this 1%. Yeah. If I really wanted to hammer it home, I could pay this thing cash in three to five years, Yeah. right? So talk about rinsing and repeating. You do this one time, yeah. build up your cash pay out the things that you need to pay out, but now you become dangerous, and then also you can do the the equity in the next property and the next property and the next property without really even using, yes, here's the argument, right? Because technically it's my money because it's my equity, but it's not real money to me right now. You get what I'm saying? Like I didn't, I'm not responsible to use it even though I have it available in my pocket. No. It's capitalism, yeah, correct. Just generate
0: that scenario. Uh, you know the, what I'm saying, the, but this is how people get rich. The only disclaimer, though, for Airbnb yes. is management is very intensive. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of investors that ask me about it, and I'm like, it's great, and I have people that have done it very successfully. Right. But it's a job. It like, is. A job. You have to take it very. You're a hotel. You're a mini right. hotel. I'm not saying it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not um uh, very lucrative. But it's a different approach. Yes. And you have to get real familiar with the legalities in Puerto Rico. Do you think that they're going to snap down on it? Is there a a trend towards more restrictions? Like, As long as you do your research, I'm saying go for it. I think the Airbnb strategy works for a lot of people who are getting going. Yes. Because they have time, right? They don't Mm -hmm. have a lot of money a lot of times. And when you have a lot of time and no money, then you got to invest your time to make money. Right. Once you have less time and a lot of money, then you go more passive route and maybe get a. You can still do an Airbnb, but maybe get a manager and instead right. of four thousand a month, you're getting two thousand a month, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But for you, it's all profit, right? So something um, I tell people, and I've had a lot of conversations with people because the the when you th- when you start thinking as an investor, you start your lens is different, right? So right now the rates are high. I argue with people. Okay, the rates are high. But do you care if if you were paying 10, 10% a month, 10% on a mortgage, right? But you were making $4,000 a month. Right. Would you care that the rate's high? No. And they're like, no. And I'm like, then why are people so hung up on mm-hmm. the rates? And part of me thinks it's like the ego thing like, oh, I have a 3%, I have a 2%. You can have a 3% mortgage, but if your property shit, no one cares. And if you have a 3% mortgage,
1: which is all realistic to all of us in here, but you're not making any money. And then the person who has that 10% mortgage is actually making yeah, money on a they property. they don't care. What are you talking about? So
0: what I've seen, and I'm trying to be more like it, is trying to, they call it, um, I forget what it was, date the rate, marry the returns. I forgot what it was. There's a saying mm-hmm. that a mortgage professional say. But basically, I'm trying to look more through that lens where I'm not too worried about, I'm worried more about the cash flow. Than the actual right. percentages deposits, I'm trying to look at the the end the simplicity of all right. Well, if I do this, yes, ten percent is not ideal, whatever it is. What is the return? All right, all right. Is that return worth the money I'm putting in? Is the cash on cash worth it? Right. Versus saying, oh, rates are high. I'm not even going to look. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Very good. Because
0: um, then you're going to sit on the sidelines, and wait for the rates to come down forever. Forever. People forever. thought. And I'm not saying it's not gonna happen, right? But people I've heard a million times say I'm just gonna wait till the rates come down, right? And that's, that's me at times. For yeah, sure. which everyone, everyone, yep. I'm guilty of it too. Mm-hmm. But then you think like if the rates come down, the prices are gonna go crazy again, right. right? In theory. And then look at history too. Like you're not in a really bad spot. Seven percent
1: right now, typical, you know, that's pretty much what you're looking at. Um, it's not terrible
0: historically. Yeah. As Only- long as you don't overextend right and you do your research and you get your foot in the door with properties, like I think it's much more productive, and long term, you're going to do well if you have time in the market. Yes. Versus timing the market, mm-hmm. which is like the big saying. Well,
1: t- timing is big too, even on the HELOC, because you know, really, this conversation. Well, it's different
0: type of timing. Yes, you're not but, timing the market; you're timing your investments.
1: Right, and you know, for because th- there could be. Listen, if you bought a house in 2007, and then you look to HELOC in 2008, 2009, it might have been. Pretty bad for you, right? So there's certain things that have to definitely be on your side. Um, But again, the only reason why I mentioned Rincón, Puerto Rico, is because I know the area very well Mm -hmm. and I've been studying the area. And these are real things. And also the the property that I would, you know, the properties that I'm interested in. There's a property manager already involved, and there's a lot of people that invest in these these. Condo style, but one property manager kind of takes care of it and you, you take care of it, Economies you know, you, of scale, yes. yeah. Nice.
0: Um, but it it's it's realistic stuff, you know. So the non-tangible at that too is like lifestyle-wise, it's pretty cool. It's like I can get up out of bed to go visit my investment property in Puerto Rico. On like beach. best believe I want to work on this property <laughs> <I> versus <know. laughs> you have an investment. Mike's gonna build a fence, maybe no, go <laughs> no, build, <that. laughs> no, build you outdoor kitchen. Um, so that's something I think about a lot too, is like, yeah, so. Again, just because it's the perfect financial move doesn't mean it's the perfect move for you right. with the lifestyle you want to build, right? Yes. Like I could make a lot more by investing in a lot different markets. I choose to go to Greenwich because lifestyle-wise, it's easy for me. I go down the street. My renters are right there. I chat them up. I'm like, all right, I'm going to head home. I got to replace a microwave. Sneak over there. I'll sneak back. Right? For you, listen, I want to take a quick trip. I need a break. Let's go to Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. I'll check on my properties. All of a sudden, it becomes a business trip. You write it off. And then all of a sudden, it's a lifestyle you enjoy, right? Versus investing in somewhere you don't want to visit, right? Um, I kind of want to pick your brain on this, though. So, how do you feel about? So, there's not many
1: things that like really uh, appreciate or at least maintain its value that you know are really nice that you can kind of (laughs) wear. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm curious on your thought process of you know, yeah, you want to buy the watch, buy the watch, like. How you do know, I feel
0: about that? Yeah. I th- what? There goes the HELOC. <laughs> there goes the HELOC. So, yeah, can you, buy, no, can no. you use
1: a HELOC to buy a
0: watch? <laughs> yeah, yeah, You, yeah, do, you, you do whatever you want.
1: Uh, uh, but go ahead. No, I'm serious. Because for me, right? Yeah. But Before I, I pass over to you. Yeah. I, I like certain material things, but I like material things that have an opportunity to at least maintain its value. Like, I think it's pretty damn cool that you could put a watch on your wrist, and yes, it has to be a certain, certain brand. But you put the watch on your wrist. You could wear it for a year to 40 years. And then you can at least historically, because Rolex has been around way over 40 years. I mean, I think they date back to like 1800s. You can not only get back what you bought it for, but potentially make money on something that you just were. So it's really
0: just a savings account that the money sat there. So here's my thought. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. My personal philosophy about everything. And this is something I've come to. And it's more of a kind of a lifestyle choice a what i for me for my sanity like what is the most uh mike's like don't pump into the wall don't pump into the wall no what's what's what can sustain what i want to do i really look for things that deliver a return and something that you wouldn't have to sell to realize the benefit so i'm not saying it's a bad investment for me, I don't want to buy and sell. I just want to buy and hold. Correct. I mean, I'm not saying. I'm just saying if the, everything went to crap, this is my thought process. You though. at least have this. is What I'm know. thinking, you can't. I mean, you could rent out your Rolex to people and let them wear it. It's a great right? business. You can. You could. You think I'm joking. Yes. Yeah, people do. Luxury that. Watch Club. Yeah. 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 So you could do that. Yeah. So in that case, cool. Like you're making money. <laughs> but <laughs> right I, I'm not a huge fan of like the paper wealth. Right. You know, the argument here is like you could go to a bank and say, listen, I have this, I have that, and then they. They can loan you mm-hmm. on that, um, so that in that case, yeah, sure. For me, I'm just trying to be real simplistic, and uh, you know, I'm not a huge stock guy because on paper you have all this money, and yes, you could borrow against it, but as we've seen, people just print, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, I love real estate because you can't you can develop it, but it takes a while. You right. can't just like snap your fingers. All of a sudden, there's a big complex. Yeah. In the banking system, they punch a couple numbers in, all of a sudden. Your 20, your, your, your whatever stock, whatever it is, is 20% less. Right. So I, I kind of err on the side of like, I'm building my portfolio and our portfolio. Yes, it's going to be great and like a a great statistic say, oh, the property is worth this much. But what I really care about is how much a month they make. Mm -hmm. I kind of don't care about how much they appreciate. I do. If I want to borrow against it, if I want to get loans, if I, you know, some type of leverage to do more on this side, Mm -hmm. but for me, my focus is really on like, what are they kicking off? It's not so much the goose, it's the eggs, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I want the eggs. I like the eggs because I like
1: eggs too. Yeah, big uh, egg. We know you like eggs.
0: Quick six, baby. Gaston (laughs) jokes in the song that he sings, and he says, "When I was a kid, I (laughs) ate like three dozen eggs, and now as an adult, I eat five dozen eggs." And I'm like, "It's fucking Dave. I can't (laughs) swear." But you know what I'm saying? Yes, like, yes, I you get the, that the wealth management. is really built through like the appreciation and the paying down the mortgages and all that stuff. But for me personally, like lifestyle wise, I think I'd rather have that cash flow coming in because then lifestyle wise, it's a lot easier for me to make some bad decisions investment wise if I know I can bank on. I'm I don't have this, but say you made twenty thousand dollars a month just in cash flow. You you can afford to take some risks. You can get that Rolex. You can say, oh, you know what? I don't need to make any money. These properties paid for this Rolex. I don't care if it appreciates or not. I like wearing it. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of like, but you know Rolexes, you know watches. So I also believe if you spend 50% of your time looking at watches, Invest fifty percent of your money watches. Whoa, whoa! Invest whoa, in whoa. what you know. Whoa, whoa! I spend, I spend the k of. <laughs> I probably spend ninety percent of my time in real estate, especially yeah. Greenwich real estate. Maybe seventy five Greenwich. So in my head, I'm like, I'd rather have a home game and invest seventy five percent of my wealth in what I know. Right. If I lose, I lose, but I'm stacking the deck to my knowledge mm-hmm. so that I can at, at least you know. wait yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's very funny. I mean. <laughs> Invest. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, um, OnlyFans is booming. It is. Speaking booming. of, we gotta get you an Should OnlyFans. We Should we do that? You won't have to worry about any of this. Cash will be coming in <laughs> if you had an OnlyFans.
1: <laughs> no snooze OnlyFans.
0: No 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 not only no thing. snooze OnlyFans. I'm fans. not jumping in
1: there. <laughs> um, all right. So listen, if if there's one thing though that you're taking away and you don't own a property, right, it's to focus on the credit. And a lot of us, we're not taught this, and I don't know why. And I want to make it a personal. Uh, thing of mine to begin to teach younger individuals about this concept. Stop using your debit card, seriously, because there's no benefit to it, right? When it comes to fraud, banks, you know, take their time to return money to you on a debit card versus a credit card. You really don't care because you're like it's not really my money. But now this is where you have to be disciplined because as soon as you put that debit card to the back and you move that credit card to the front. Now you're going to be putting a lot of money on the credit card, but it's your obligation if you want to build your credit score to then go into your checking account and make a full payment towards the credit card. Now that's what I did to build my credit, right? And again, I do have a balance on my credit card. So it's not like I'm saying I have a zero balance, but if you're not comfortable with that, I think you should take one aspect of your life, the major aspects where you're spending money, gas. Okay. Say, you know what? I'm going to put all my gas on a credit card. So then at the end of the month, you take the payment of the total amount of gas and boom, you pay it to your credit card. Because at least what you're doing is you're getting some level of immediate return. Checking accounts these days, I mean, maybe 1%. Like if you're lucky, there's a 2%. Well, there no, there's a couple high interest, um, high interest yielding checking accounts you know, that have like 3%, depending on the uh, amount of balance that you keep in the checking, right? So some people... Davey cards over here. Some people... No, no. We're going to start
0: calling you the dealer because you got the cards.
1: No, 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 no. But some people do have access to gaining some level of money. But for the most of us, it's really not returning anything. Whereas if you can just stack some points or get a cash reward, why wouldn't you do that? Right? Look at, I mean, dining out that could be another option. So you have your gas option, you have your dining out option, you have your supermarket option. There's everyday life things
0: See, that, that stresses you could just me out, having
1: all those credit cards. But no, 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 I'm not saying for a different credit card. Uh, I'm just saying on your credit card, stop using your debit on one of these
0: things. I'm going to dumb it down even more. Dana and I have been working recently on the on the basics, right? We got a little big for our britches Life took over, kids, diapers, businesses, telling Mike saying you're eating out constantly. Hey, let's support this business. Let's support that business. <laughs> I almost put myself out of business before I even started the business, right? <laughs> then the economy kind of is fluttering. Uh, the business dries up a little bit during the holidays. And then you snap back to reality. And I'm like, man, I'm back in the trenches of when I started the company. And my motto was just uh, spend spend less than you make. Like- it came back to the simple spend less than you make. Mm-hmm. If I look at my account and I'm losing money that month, I'm not winning. So make sure that account number keeps going up. Mm-hmm. And just because I have a mortgage now, just because we have daycare is not an excuse not to get it done. Right. So yes, in reality, there's startup costs, it's this and that. But at the end of the day, you gotta spend less than you make. And that's what everyone should start with. And we can argue about mindset and you don't want to come through come from a a um a non-abundant mindset, this and that. But if you don't, if you can't survive and yeah. spend less <laughs> yeah. than you make, it doesn't matter what kind of mindset you have. That's true, right? You're going yep. broke regardless. So I would challenge people. I challenge myself to that. Just spend less than you make and see if you can make that account grow a little bit. Peace of mind's worth a lot, right? As oh, I'm finding.
1: Yeah. Right. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean that that'll. I think we can go to my favorite section.
0: Oh, it's back. Dave's dime of the week. Dimes. Dimes. dimes, dimes. dimes. His new microphone smells and sounds crispy.
1: <laughs> Mike's gonna like this because um some people call him the big buffet. Oh, I love but buffets. Did this, we, talk, we ever talk about this? No, no, no. But this is from the one yeah. and only Big Buffy, oh. Warren Buffett, not the Big Buffet. <laughs> <laughs> to Mike's point, do not save what is left after spending, but spend what is left after saving very good concept that I actually applied this was I want to say five or six years ago but when I had my bills right I did it all and I'm a, I'm a handwritten guy I'm old school like that I don't like I'm not the big technology so I write down all my bills and then at the end of it I put savings call it 500 and I wired my brain to just say it's a bill And I have to save $500. That's good. So then from there, after you move that money, just like it's a bill, now you're more able to spend money without feeling that you haven't put some money aside, right? And none of this, I mean, you can't do anything
0: if you don't know how to save money. The hack I said, if you're going to buy a pair of shoes or something, you really don't need it. And you're close to buying it, but you're restrained and you're disciplined. Take that 100 bucks you were going to spend on it put it in your savings account. Give yourself a little bonus. Say, you know what? I didn't buy this, but I was very close. So instead of buying it, I'm going to put it in my savings. Put this, put this on me because this is pretty funny. You don't like that one? No, no. I do this, but I buy the shoe.
1: And then buy the... the and then put the same amount in the savings. So now I force myself. Yikes. And I'm serious. That's a lot. <laughs> it is. But I've done that with shoes. I've done it with material things because I'm like, I'm not going to feel guilty about it's this. not bad. And I'm going to really squeeze myself the next month. But what I'm going to do is I'm just going to act like I doubled the price on this. I'm going to put X amount of dollars in the savings and I'm buying the shoe because I don't like. It's this is a good. me personal thing. Yeah, right? that's good. I, like I don't you. like having to deprive, yourself. deprive myself of the things that I want if I can Afford them now. If you can't afford them, it's different. Like the deprivation. <laughs> See, I don't. Gets me hungry. I don't like that, man. I have a. I have a good friend, man. He. Um, he's a referee, retired police officer, fifty-two years old, literally sitting at a basketball game, heart attack, Jesus. just happened last week. That dude, same. That dude's sister lost not only her brother, but within the same year, lost her other brother. And the man that she's seeing. It's a lot. So these things are constantly happening around us. And yes, of course, you know, the money, you need money to do things, right? But I personally don't like to feel like I'm deprived because then I might go binge. So I like to challenge myself to say, you know what? Get it. Have the peace of mind. And then also, you know, put it aside. Yeah. Taste. It's it's different philosophies. You know what I mean? I like
0: it. I, I do that with certain things like building my bar. I'm like I'm gonna just kind of keep mm-hmm. chipping away at it.
1: You want to use my HELOC to build your bar?
0: <laughs> what kind of interest rate?
1: I know I was gonna say if my wait if my repayment loan is ten percent, I charge you fifteen. I, I can make money on
0: lending money. I think it's gonna the most going cost the fence. <laughs> I might have to loan out the fence. <laughs> I'm gonna sell um, uh, advertisement on so, each wait, slat. Can, can you wanna you wanna sponsor a slat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> can you put my name on it? Yeah, yeah. small space with a, ta- a tag to, to my
0: OnlyFans though.
1: Uh, i'll do a, a qr code <laughs> oh man guys thank you if you've uh made it thus this far we thank you if you've listened to 141 or you've only listened to one <laughs> you're insane <laughs> yeah right we thank you very much for your support michael the show pirelli please let him know where to shop my brother
0: well first off like subscribe yep. follow right all right did you do it <laughs> probably didn't do it if you didn't do it i see you um and if you did it love you no Spend that money, baby. Spend it, right? Forget <laughs> spend saving. Spend the
1: money. Come on. Spend Listen, the money. What Dave
0: was saying if you're going to buy something at nosnoozeshop.com, put it away for a rainy day so you can buy it next month. I like that, man. Guys, thank you very much. Until next time, stop snoozing. Spend that money. Baby. <laughs> yeah, for real.
1: Spend the money. <laughs> you Here's some, after. some good financial advice.
0: That's another Epi in the Books. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at No Snooze Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, No Snooze 好吗